Hi, and welcome to the All People's Church online experience. We're so thankful that you've joined us today. Well, it's been two months that we've been responding to the COVID-19 pandemic, and actually two months here in San Diego, California, that we've been in shelter in place, and it finally seems like we're taking the first little steps towards a new season. So we want to just tell you that we're committed to keeping you informed to the next steps. It's, it's not going to happen fast. We're continually monitoring both national, state, and local news, and also uh, health professionals we're also in correspondence with several of the very uh, close relationships of the churches in San Diego we walk with. And we have formed a, a transition team to help us look at all the practicals of reopening. So we want to ask you, be praying with us for God's wisdom and how to do things in a full of faith, but also very loving and cautious and, and honoring way. Well, with that said, one of the things that we've noticed in this crisis is that God has been doing new things. And as you study church history, you take note that God often uses crises in the church to birth creativity in his people. And that's certainly something that we have seen. And I'm so excited because this weekend we're devoting to leadership for, through our creative arts team. I don't know if you know this, 150 people volunteer in our creative arts ministry, led by Stephen Gulley, our incredible worship leader. This team consists of incredible singers, amazing musicians, dancers, actors, audio and visual technicians, and a host of godly servants that give their best in order to bring you the wonderful creative arts that we experience. Well, this weekend we're entitling Worship Weekend, and it coincides with the release of our very own new All Peoples EP. So I hope you enjoy getting to touch the Lord's heart and experience His presence through these beautiful songs that are being released and the stories behind them. And then a great short word from Pastor Stephen. God bless you. Hi, welcome to All People's Church Online. We're so glad that you're with us. Our church's purpose statement is transforming lives to bless San Diego and planting churches to transform nations. During this time of social distancing, one thing that we are seeing is the importance of community. It's so essential that we're connecting with one another and strengthening our relationships and connections in the Lord during this time. Here's some upcoming community opportunities at All Peoples. Well, we love life groups and life groups are our small groups that meet house to house throughout San Diego to come together to study the Bible and worship God. So you can find out more about them by texting All Peoples to 555-888 to get information on a life group right now. And then Real Men, Calling All Men, it's a gathering of guys who want to go deeper into relationships. So grab a cup of coffee and join us online Saturday, May 23rd at 9 a.m. And you can go to our events page to get the Zoom link. Women, our next Women's Equipping Night is this Sunday night, May 17th, 7.30 to 8.30. I'd love for you to join us as we talk about God's heart for friendships. Sign up on our website's event page so you can receive the Zoom meeting link. If you're wanting to spend an entire year going deeper in your faith and in our community, we'd also love to invite you to apply for our school transformation. 
The school is a 10-month discipleship program that runs from September through May. Visit transformpeople.org to apply today, and applications are due by August 1st. So let's transition to our time of giving. The Bible says this in Matthew 6, and I think it's so pertinent. It says in verse 11, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagan world runs after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. In this time of crisis, boy, we need to know that God has our back, and He's going to make sure we have what we need. But it goes on to say this, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these other things will be given to you as well. I want to thank you, church, for being generous. So many of you have continued on with your faithful tithing. So many of you have given above and beyond and even given to our emergency relief fund. And we've been able to do amazing things, both here locally and around the world. Let's continue to put God first place in our finances and watch him advance his kingdom through that. Let me pray for you now as we turn to our giving time. And of course, all the different ways that you can give are going to be on the screen. Father, I thank you that you tell us we don't have to worry. And wow, finances can be the thing that makes us worry the most. But we are so grateful that we have a loving Father that carries us in the palm of our hands. And Lord, we want to be a people that show you that we're seeking you first by the way we graciously give back to you through our tithes and offerings to the church. We love you, God, and are believing for every need of every person listening today to be met. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you and continue to enjoy this amazing day. I am so excited that we get to all as a church family gather together and have a worship experience today. Um, that is special and fresh and new, filled with songs that are our own songs. So as we go through this time, it's not just gonna be the worship songs, it's gonna be some of the stories behind the songs. Um, I wrote a lot of these songs with friends here in San Diego and with people in this very worship community. And so we'll share some of the stories of how the songs were originated, but we also wanna take you into the stories of some of the people that lead you in worship every week and the reason why they can worship with the vibrant engaged hearts that you see them lead with every week and so we're going to go into that together so come with us on this journey of stories and songs on this worship weekend all right so for this first song praises loud it actually was a response to a word that Joe Ewan, as you know, Joe Ewan is a prophetic father to our movement and to our church. And he had come through one year and he was speaking at Crawford High School. And I was side stage about to go on for ministry time. And he was just sharing over and over that we were, as a people, meant to come to a place of praising God from such a place of conviction that our praise was louder than the problems and the circumstances around us. And he just kept saying it. So let your praise be loud. Let your praise be loud. And after the third time, I'm on the side, uh, in the side wings going, uh, I'm the worship pastor. I probably should respond to this. And so I start writing. I remember just grabbing my phone and just being like, 
Uh, we're not waiting. We're here to praise. Uh, let this anthem start a mighty wave. And I just started trying to respond. And so that's where it started. And it took about a year or two to, to really fashion craft it. But that's why there's so much joy in this is for me, it's a place for all of us as God's children to shout loud God's praise because he deserves it. Let's not let the rocks cry out. Music in general has uh, always, I felt like it's always called to me. It feels, always felt good. Uh, but then when it comes to worship, that takes me to a place that just normal music can't. It just, it brings something out that, 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 you know, you can't do from listening to Usher. Um, and it's, uh, it, it, that, that's what draws me in initially. Um, and it not only draws me in, but as I'm singing the words and I'm feeling that little tingle that comes and as that tingle gets stronger, the power of Jesus comes, it's like, it's amazing. It could take me from one mood, one mentality, one mindset, and just switch it around to something completely different. I, uh, in the military, it's not really a Christian environment. And depending on where you're stationed, who's leading you, um, it can be, you can actually get ostracized for it. A depression can definitely kind of hit. And uh, a lot of things internally and externally can come to collide. Um, and you have a Goliath coming from you at all different directions. And there was times where I was on the ship, you know, uh, where I was, I was a new guy there, but they, I was the Christian weirdo or the guy that was just, yeah, you go to church, but what are you, what are you talking about? I mean, it's not Sunday. Uh, and so there was times where I was by myself and uh, just feeling the strength of, of God come through worship. Uh, I started actually singing on my ship uh, singing worship for the first time on my ship and then just feeling that power, feeling that strength. And then we noticed um, people started to come, started to feel, started to engage. And what a room of maybe five sailors and Marines just filled up. And I'm not saying that it's me that's doing this because uh, I don't have that ability. <laughs> uh, but it was an honor to be used as a vessel for that, me and the chaplain on the ship. And uh, and it's just amazing when you're just down and out and then then you start you start feeling that music. I especially love upbeat. And then it's like, for Praise Is Loud, for example, you start feeling it's coming. And then the declaration that you hear in that song, you know, here we are in your presence, you know, come sing your praises loud. It's just, it's just, declaring it, declaring it for not only you, but for others, all people, you know, we're all here together and just watching that Goliath turn into a whimpering nothing. And the thing that you were once afraid of and saw impossible to beat um, needs to watch out for you. Why don't we say the name of Jesus tonight? One, two, three, Jesus! You're everything. We're gonna make our praises loud tonight, Lord. No rock's gonna cry out as we sing your praise in this place. Here we go. We are raising your victorious name. We're not waiting, no, oh Lord. We are here to praise. Let this anthem 
It's not a mighty way Cause in this moment Chains, chains are sure to break Here we are in your presence Come and make your praises loud And all nations and all peoples Come and join the mighty sound Let's go! This song is a song that's really near and dear to my heart and my own personal story because those words of the chorus, that's the meaning of Jesus's name. It also happens to be the meaning of my son's name, which is Jace. And uh, my wife and I, we love naming our kids. Uh, it's a crazy, awesome experience getting to name someone for life. It's also very daunting. And there's always a point in the naming process where we kind of get 
kind of crossways and trying to figure it out. And so she had just shared on this one night, we should name him John Stephen, and then we'll call him Jace and explain the name meaning. And it just was a bit too much for me. And I was like, I just don't know. And so I go to bed and I'd only been asleep, I think for five minutes. And um, I just hurl back to being awake. Like I just startled awake. And I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness, I was singing in my sleep. And I don't know this song, it's a new song. So I start recording it on my iPhone. And I'm singing, God, my salvation, you are my healer. You're the beginning and the end. And then I'm like, I'm kind of coming awake. I'm going, oh my goodness. That is literally the meaning of Jace's name. So I just was the confirmation. I'm like, that is his name and Neely's right. And I need to just stop it. So the next morning I wake her up, <laughs> I tell her and, um, you know, the story moves on. But the writing of this story, it's as much as it's a, a, an anthem that I could just sing because it's just Jesus. For me, I went on my own personal journey of him being our salvation and him being our healer. And so I think that's where you get the different imagery that you have in the different verses of just these powerful parts of Jesus' story that happened on a hill. And, um, and so for me, that's what this song uh, means for me. It's, it's just a story into further and further and further into God's heart as a healer and our salvation. In 2015, I was a college student finishing up my last semester at San Diego State, um, recently engaged to be married that summer, which was so exciting. And all of a sudden, I just got a phone call out of the blue from my doctor, and she was explaining to me all of these crazy words and terms that I didn't understand. And pretty much she told me that, you know, we think you have Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I said, what is that? I was like, I didn't know what that word meant. And I had to clarify, I said, you mean, you think I have cancer? And she said, yes, and we think it's really severe and serious. And that moment just completely caught me off guard. I just had no idea. And I just remember thinking, how am I gonna move forward from this? I'm, I'm ready to get married and I'm ready to graduate college. And then this just comes out of the blue and it was insane. And um, <laughs> it was just one of those moments where I was so consumed with fear and anxiety about the unknown. And I just didn't know what was gonna happen. Um, and I knew in that moment that I had a choice and I could choose to worship that fear, worship the unknown, worship the anxiety, or choose to fix my eyes on Jesus and worship Him, the one who gives me joy through all of the midst of the pain and the unknown. So um, I really chose that in that moment, and I'm so grateful that I did. Part of that journey, I have this specific memory of um, going through this process, they had to figure out what type of cancer I had and how to help me um, in a treatment plan. And so I had a biopsy procedure done and I actually had two that were done. One was inconclusive. And I have this memory of um, the biopsy where I was there and I was laying on the operating room table and just staring up and just seeing bright lights just like this. Um, with doctors surrounding me and I was, you know, sedated. So I was half awake and half asleep. And I just remember feeling so alone and so afraid and so scared and in so much pain. 
And in the midst of my um, unconscious state, I just remember so clearly and so vividly just saying the name of Jesus on my lips and just repeating it, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And in that moment, I just knew that I wasn't alone. And I'll never forget that. And um, I just am so excited that we're releasing these songs that we are. And one of the songs, God, My Salvation, in the bridge, it talks about, through the trial, you are with me. And when rivers roar, you will lift me. And when I sing those words on my lip, God reminds me of his faithfulness and his promises that he's kept in the past to always be with me and that his presence will never leave me. And so when I sing these songs, I just get so filled with hope to know that he is renewing me constantly. And even though I am cancer-free almost five years now, which is amazing, it's just so wonderful to be able to be constantly renewed with his presence and reminded that I'm never alone in any trial, in every season, and to know that God is my salvation, that he is my healer, and that no weapon formed against me will stand. On a hill, on a day long ago, angels came, the sky was all aglow with the song of heaven come to earth. Story told of our Savior's birth, and all the people cried out, Holy is our King. We will lift one voice as we see God my salvation you are my healer you're the beginning and the end Jesus Messiah you are my Savior nothing formed against me And all his people cried out 
It's so fun to be here with the Zachary Shipley. I've uh, been riding through life with this guy for several years now, really through almost every curve and turn of the worship ministry being built here. And then obviously through literally every week of this COVID crisis. So it's fun to get to ask you, Zach, a little bit about your story, your song, For Your Glory. And um, so yeah, dude, why don't you take us a little bit into sort of how you're here and why that song um, kind of came out. Yeah, totally, man. Um, so I've been been a part of all peoples for, gosh, seven ish years, but about, age, <laughs> a good while. And uh, but um, about five years ago, right as I was graduating college, um, God spoke and said, "Hey, um, these are going to be this is this is going to be your people. This is your this is your tribe. This is who you're going to do life with." And um, so I mean, yeah, like you said, bro, it's just been leading worship in every facet of, of worship, whether that's, you know. Kids some, ministry, maybe. Yeah, like, like I, I, I think kids ministry is like the only thing that like haven't led worship in. And so, but you know, whether that's. They're, they're hurting without the dance moves. <laughs> like whether that's, you know, starting, start, starting new services or um, youth services or college services. Um, and 
uh, yeah, just been um, like wor- like worship for me has been um, such an integral part of, of my life. It's um, it, it's what God is God's called uh, called me to be is uh, is to lead worship and when 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 you're leading worship uh, and and you're able to look out and see the congregation, um, there's there's this shift that happens. Um, it kind of takes you into this like thirty thousand foot perspective of of like it's not just it's not just me and um, whoever leading the song um, and and the rest of the congregation leading the song. Um, this is people connecting with God, yeah, in um, in a way that 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 can, that that can only be done through through songs. Well, and you have had this awesome opportunity to not just lead worship here, but when our South Africa church, it was the time for them to start their services, you got to go over and start those services and start those worship experiences. And uh, you got to be a part of that. And I think this this song about every nation, you know, there's bits of it that I think kind of are sewn in uh, that are from your story. So tell them a little bit about the song and some of why the, the lyrics are written and yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean... So the funny thing is that this this song started before uh, I even went to South Africa. Um, uh, this I was I was watching watching someone's house. Um, I walk into the house and just and felt the presence of the Lord. So I immediately I immediately walk in the door and I'm like, I have to go back home and get my guitar because I have to write a song. I, 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 like the Lord's like you, you're gonna like, like you need you need to like you're gonna write a song. Just hit record and walking around their kitchen, strumming my guitar, just singing whatever comes out. Um, and this phrase just kept coming out as, "It's for your glory, um, we will shout your name, shout your name alone." We we, we can glorify so many other things, um, yeah. or um, we can try and um, uh, you know like uh, give God a little bit of this, but some other part has has like has um, has a place where God should be. Like no, like it's all for His glory. Everything we do is for Him. Um, it's not to make a big name for ourselves or anything like that. It's all for Him. Fast forward, you know, just um, to last year when I was in South Africa, um, still trying to figure out how to write this song, and all I had was you know little bits and pieces of it, and um, just uh, sharing it with worship the worship team in South Africa, and um, and just trying to like figure out how to make this song work and. That the, the the end of the chorus um, uh, until the whole world knows your name that like that phrase hits a little differently now yeah. from my experience that I've had in South Africa. I mean, I love the song. Sums up. You were talking about this the other day. It sums up the mission statement. Yeah, <laughs> of our church. Yeah, know, that we would. Uh, yeah, transform yeah. lives to bless San Diego, and then planning churches to transform nations. Like we like 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 we, like when we write songs, like we you want to write a like you don't want to like our heart behind writing a song is like not to make like a cool like make a cool song like well like you want it to be you want it to be good like you want it to be cool like you want to like the song, but more importantly you want it to like envelop and like take the heart of like the like the like the family that we are like yeah. who has God called us to be? He's called us to be these people like these kind of people. Um, who go and plant churches and um, see you know see the lost come to know Jesus, um, see the poor, see the sick, 
um, see see them heal. And I was like, okay, God, like, what is a song? Like, like, what is a song that you want to write that that encapsulates all of that? And that's just kind of, that that's just how it came to be. Till the whole world knows you 
I started going to church early when I was, I don't know, probably around five. And that was my favorite part about going to church, the music. I had no idea what it meant. All I knew is that we got to sing and um, there was something really awesome about it where I just felt different uh, as a place where I could kind of just be myself. And so um, even though I didn't really know the Lord, um, I heard him all the time. Um, ever since I was little, I've had like dreams and visions, um, even audible voices um, of him speaking to me. And um, and I just felt more connected with him when I would sing um, and worship as I was a child. But growing up, I had a difficult, um, just a harder upbringing. Um, I had an abusive household that I grew up in. And um, so when I would have the opportunity to sing, it was usually on my own um, or in church because that was appropriate. And I just felt like I could just be myself. And I, I felt like it was, I don't know, it was the presence of the Lord that made me feel free um, and lifted off this weight and pain and everything that I had been experiencing. So it really was an outlet that I could um, really not only express myself, but just stay in the presence of God um, throughout my childhood. And, um, and that just grew from there. For this song in particular, um, it really stirs up a really um, um, big moment in my life where um, I just kind of, it was all or nothing with the Lord. Um, I had been just really struggling with perfectionism and um, striving to be enough. And it just came to this point where I was like, Lord, uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I can't do it. Um, and I can't make everything better. So either just take me or um, make everything good. And um, I said, I would give you, I'll give you anything. Um, I literally had made a list of all the things that I had that I, that I could give. And was I willing to give them up? And every single thing, I'm like, I'll give you everything I have if you'll just make everything good. And, um, <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, I already gave everything for you. And so... That to me was like, I don't need anything then. <laughs> I just need him. And so when I sing those lyrics, I just need you, it's really going into the depths of my relationship with him um, in everything because he's become everything to me. Um, I just from my upbringing and, and everything I've experienced till now, the Lord has become my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, my close friend, my counselor, teacher, my husband, my confidant. Um, and he's literally become just 
everything I need. So singing, I just need you, is like my daily declaration. Um, and it's easy to sing. <laughs>
so special about this song is this is actually a song that we've written um, in a season before. But I remember as I was just going through this last season, there was different ones of our worship team, different people who played in the back line or different worship leaders in the front that just were coming to me on their own just saying, man, I just feel like we stopped playing that song. Nothing shall be impossible. I feel like, like, like it's still time for that song and we should bring it back. And so we began to play it and the church began to sing. And I just remember I remember feeling it so special that our team, our like the collective worship leaders of our community were saying, we need to sing this song. And I think as you look at the season our church is in of becoming a movement of multiple churches all around the world, and then the season we're in now with COVID, there's just a need to remember that He has conquered all, that we are more than conquerors through Him, and that nothing shall be impossible for those who believe. I think the main thing that I, I, I want people to know is um, that I worship from a place that used to be filled with pain. Um, I know what it's like to be rejected um, and to be abused and to be um, not disregarded, but discarded. And, you know, I think a, a lot of Women have experienced something like that. Um, I was blessed that it was not from my parents, um, from my family, um, but I've been divorced twice. And, um, you know, it, it's really something that the person that you think um, is going to be there for you um, is not. And um, that everything was like a facade that marriage broke me and into a thousand thousand pieces and um, sometimes you know when you're broken you you want to wallow in it and um, I did that for a while and then I got tired of it and I said God if you're like really real then I need for you to do something and I don't really care what it is and um, I really meant that from my heart and um, so fast forward, God was like, yeah, okay, cool. I, I can work with that. Um, and he taught me about eyes on him. And he taught me about forgiveness. And I'm so thankful for all of that because it taught me about the love of God. Um, and it taught me that what was meant to destroy me, um, God said no. And he said, no, for my kids. And so even though the marriage after 12 years, it, 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 it didn't make it, um, that decade is what made me the woman that I am today. And I learned how to praise God in good times. And I learned how to praise him um, in the really horrific and traumatic times. And since then, 
There have been numerous things that have happened to me and my kids. I've, I've watched my parents go on to the Lord, so I've suffered loss with that. I've watched my kids battle it out physically, um, so much so that I, I thought that there was, they would never ever reconcile. You know, when you see your son led away in the back seat of a police car, and you're thinking, "Wow, what have I done?" And um, but God will take your life experiences, and um, He will revive them for His glory. And the things that you think you can't do, um, you can do. And the things that you realize that there's no way you can do them, God can. And so um, I think that um, that's the place that I sing from. Um, he took my shame and He covered it. He um, took my pain and he gave me ministry out of it. So I think the song that like really resonates with my life is <clears throat> Nothing Shall Be Impossible. And man, do I know that. <laughs> Nothing will be impossible for God. He is the God of miracles. And His specialty is working the impossible to be possible. And he does it from a place of love. And um, and it's not about what Lisa does or fails to do or anything like it's really just out of a place of straight love. And that's like what that song is about, you know? It's because of his love that nothing is impossible. And and he says that, you know, because nothing is impossible for him, if I'm in him, check it out. There's nothing that's impossible for me because I can do all things only in him, right? And so when I sing that song, that's like where, you know, I, I identify with it. You've conquered all, you've conquered all that day upon the cross. You gave your life for us. You took away our shame. You gave me victory Cause your great love Nothing, nothing Shall be impossible for you, God Nothing, nothing shall be impossible for us Cause you made All things right upon the cross All because of his love Then
This has been awesome. You know, I think 
Probably the main reason that all of us listen to music, um, or even as musicians and singers, the reason we make music is we want to be moved. We want to be lifted above uh, the things that we're facing in life, uh, maybe the feelings that we're having at a time, and so we'll kick on a song. And if it's great music, it moves you. Um, but I think about all of us, if we're standing um, here today as a part of All People's Church, I don't know where you're tuning in. And if you're here, you probably have a hunger for God. And when I think about God, and I think about what He can do that no one else can do, it's that He can change hearts. He can take unforgiving hearts and teach us how to forgive. He can take sinful hearts and make them brand new. I may go to music to be moved, but I go to God to be changed. Um, and so when you take a worship song, this song that's meant to move me, and then I just focus it on God, if I really engage, there's this epic collision of the power of God and the love of God that can create one of the most amazing experiences you'll have in this life. And I think that's why I love to worship, whether I'm on a run or when I'm praying at home. That's why we all love to worship and listen to worship music. And that's, I know for us as a worship community, it's why we want to labor to write worship songs, is the hope that people could engage with God in those songs and be moved. But worship is more than a song. That's what I wanna to talk to you about for just a moment, is true worship is more than a song. Worship is actually relationship. It's me relating to God and me coming to Him with whatever the contents of my soul are in that time and giving it to Him. Just like any relationship in your life, you have to fight for it. You have ups and downs in every relationship, and but the ones that have lasted the longest and been the truest are those that you've pressed past the hard times and you've shown up. And that's what worship is like with God. Every great relationship is hard fought. And I think about 2 Samuel 24, 24. This is David. He says, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David bought this threshing floor and the oxen and he paid silver for them. And it was this crazy story where all these things were going wrong in the, in the people of God, and the nation of God. And in this crazy moment where it would be so easy to flippantly just take this thing and move forward and see, and God actually, the breakthrough follows this moment. David says, no, I have to give God that which costs me something. And the people of this worship community that's what makes worship so great, is that it's true relationship and it's hard fought. Now, I know it can be funny to think of relationship with God, the being that is so good and so perfect, to think of that as hard fought. But if you think about it, every relationship that we have, we bring our imperfectness to it. He's perfect, but we're imperfect. So we have our imperfect days, our imperfect thoughts, our inconsistent thoughts, judgment, emotion, just like with any relationship. You just have days where you just, you're having a problem with someone. And so when we come to God, we have to be honest with where we are and we have to show up. And all throughout the Psalms, the songbook of the Bible, David shows us time after time after time how to come to God 
and express where your heart is, where your thoughts are, and you see his will struggle, actually, as you read his songs. And what's beautiful about his songs is that he then lands. He lands time and time again on some new revelation about God. And I think that's the second part of true authentic worship is it begins in relationship, but it enters into a place of revelation. That word revelation means that it was revealed to you. It actually, in its meaning, indicates that there's a relationship between two people. So it says in Psalm 62, he says, I will trust in him at all times. I will pour out my heart to God. For God is our refuge. And then he writes all these other things and these other things. And then he lands and he says, one thing God has spoken. Two things have I heard. That you, O God, are loving and that you, O God, are strong. He wrestles through his relationship and then he finds something. He finds something about his God. It's a revelation about who he is. And that's truth freshly found. You know, what's beautiful about this is that you can't borrow it. You know, my relationship with my wife, I can't borrow from another relationship she has to get close to her. I've got to build that. I've got to grow that. You know, I think of uh, a special day where I may go get her flowers and I might go to a store and buy flowers someone else has grown and give it to her. And maybe that works a little bit for that moment. But if I don't then also bring my love, it falls flat. And that's so much like our relationship with God is we've got to freshly grow those revelations and those connections with him to make our own relationship with him. And the, each of these songs that we are singing is their songs that were written from fresh grown, unborrowed relationship and revelation with God. You know, and as we went through the process as songwriters writing them, all of them began to shape together as melodies and lyrics that they just kind of began to become more than a song. And we, we didn't just want to take our own word for it. So we tried it out. We test them out at church. And lots of you were there on the first weeks we played these songs. And if they ended up on this recording, it's because as we played them, as we tested them out in the room, it was like all of a sudden, all the people began to lift their own song through these words. It was like they were their own song that they'd written and they became family songs. And then you move to the night where we recorded on that world mandate and you just, you remember all these people have come to this experience and they said, God, we wanna let you dream your dreams through us. We wanna lay it all down. And we all did. We gave something that cost us something. And that's why we even wanted to capture and just call it a live EP. We wanted, we didn't even do the edits you'd normally do because there was something happening in the room that was more than a song. There were songs from Revelation for this season and ultimately what happened is our hearts rose, our hearts revived. We found hope as we sang these songs. We found hope as we met God and sang the songs of our season. And I've found that as we sing them over and over again, our heart, our hope grows larger and larger. And so my prayer as we worship to these songs is twofold. The first, that these songs would remind us of these truths of who we found God to be, of who he's shown himself to be in this season. No matter when we sing it, 
five years from now or five days that we'd be reminded of the truths of who God is. But maybe more importantly, secondly, that it would remind us to press into him again today. No matter how hard or how easy that is, that you would come to him and you would worship and relate to him. Whether you're overflowing with joy and love for him right now, or whether you are hurt and upset and don't know how to come to him, and you feel like you only got two pennies to give, my prayer is that you would give them, that you would worship, and that you would come to him because he is good. And Romans 8.28 says that he will work all things together for our good. And that is good news. And that is hope that will make a heart rise. You know, and if you're watching this today and you feel a rising in your heart, and you've heard these stories of people that have connected and relate to this amazing God, and you think, I don't, I don't have that. I don't know God. I just want to say that Jesus is here in this place right now. He's with you. And that rising up is him calling to you. He wants you to become his child. And so it's very easy to come to him. You just share from your own heart. You pray, maybe a prayer just like this. Pray along with me. Invite Jesus into your heart. You say, God, I know that I have sinned and I've fallen short of a real relationship with you. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for all my sin and that you rose again to give me new life. And I want that new life with you today. I choose to follow you, to walk with you and do relationship with you. I give you my worship. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, Jesus is living inside of you right now. And I pray right now that you feel his love and that you would begin the journey with all of us of giving him your worship. God bless you.